Hey everybody, I'm Joseph, aka Rockstar Joe, and welcome to the Blur's Intermission Podcast. I know last week's episode may have been depressing, but I can assure you that I'm feeling much better today. Um, I was able to take some time, you know, find some inspiration and, you know, put myself up, but I also had some people there along the way to help me, so this wasn't a solo effort, it was a group effort. You know, sometimes, you know, when I get depressed or when depression kicks in, I try to search for content, you know, to inspire me, to, you know, uplift me and so forth. And sometimes, you know, this could be done via listening to music, poetry, you know, looking at photos, uh, listening to philosophy, watching documentaries and so forth. Uh, This time around, I discovered a video on YouTube where Neil deGrasse Tyson shares some life advice. This video is under the Motivation Hub YouTube channel. And if you don't know who Mr. Tyson is, he's a black astrophysicist, a cosmologist, a planetary scientist, an author, and a scientist, oh, I'm sorry, a science communicator. There were a few points in the video where my eyes just lit up like a kid in a candy shop, and I was just like so in awe that I had to take notes with today's podcast. I definitely want to, you know, go over those notes and share those notes with you guys. So first things first, um, one of the things that he mentioned was on his tombstone when he passes away, he wants it to say, be ashamed to die until you have scored victory for humanity. And trust and believe, like like I said, the videos out there on YouTube, by all means, I would definitely recommend, you know, going there, listening to it, just absorb the information in the conversation that he had. But what I interpretate that quote as, um, it's great to have accomplishments but it's even better when you win with or for your people. You know, for me, I always think about, you know, what have you given? What have you given back through all the success, you know, that one could accomplish without the expectation of receiving something on the back end? Number two, um, number two and number three are pretty much self-explanatory, but I'll still say them. So, like I said, number two, you have the meaning to create in life. Have you hoped or hindered the value of someone else's life? Like I said, self-explanatory. Number three, uh, schools need to encourage your students to be even more ambitious and adding value to the word commencement. Once again, self-explanatory, right? Um, four, five, and six, and seven are pretty much in depth. So you don't have to worry about me saying self-explanatory for the next couple of minutes, I'll say. But number four, uh, this one dealt with microaggressions. But he also shared a memory to go along with that. So he was talking about his father's experience where he was in school. Neil deGrasse, Tyson's father. He was in school. He was in gym class, to be exact. And the teacher had pointed him out and said to the class, like, he doesn't have the body type to excel in track. His father thought to himself at that moment, no one would tell me what I can or can't do. This encouraged his father, who picked up track immediately. This guy ended up eventually having the fifth fastest time in the world for the middle distance, a.k.a. the 600-yard run. With that success, he was able to go on and compete in the 1946 GAI Olympics that was held in Hitler Stadium. Keep in mind that this was after World War II had just ended, so you can imagine the fiction that was there. He goes on to tell about the experience his father's best friend had at the event as well. His father's best friend name is Johnny Johnson. And, you know, as he's telling the story, he was saying that, you know, Johnny is Johnny's coming around on his home stretch. 
And as, you know, everyone's running, Johnny overhears his opponent coach saying, catch that nigger. And so Johnny says to himself, like, yo, the same one nigga he's going to catch. And, you know, in the video, the way that Mr. Tyson goes about it is just a bit more funnier than what I'm saying. But I just found that to be inspirational. Uh, number five, he also shares a story of how, you know, one of his role models reached out to him when he was stuck on deciding where he wanted to pursue his post-secondary education. Um, I won't share too much details with that, but, you know, to sum up that experience, his idol was a good guy. He invited him on campus, showed him around, talked to him, gave him an autographed book with some foreshadowing messaging. As Neil is about to head home from the visit, um, it begins to snow. His idol, you know, said, hey, here's my home number. If the buses can't get through, you know, you can spend the night with my family and you can head back home tomorrow. And this, you know, act of kindness left Neil in awe. And, you know, with that experience, Mr. Tyson said, you know, moving forward, if he can ever do that for any of his students, that's something he'll do. And, you know, for me, just looking at that that uh, situation, that was a good experience. Like, you know, not <laughs> I've met a few of my idols and I'm happy to say that, you know, the experience was great, but you don't always get that experience. But, you know, nonetheless, I'm going to focus on the good and not the bad. Um, moving on to number six. This was, this one stood out to me because I'm a parent and I found this to be extremely dope. It's a different way of looking at parenting, honestly. But um, number six says, you know, let kids experiment with the environment. You know, experiences are effective. Sometimes that no should be a yes. You know, don't don't stress over the boo-boos that the kid may, you know, have once he does what he does. But... You know, sometimes we really do have to let these kids be curious and, you know, follow through with their curiosity. And then uh, number seven, which I just found to be a dope quote. Um, he asks the question, what is an adult scientist? And the response is a kid who never lost the curiosity. And then number eight, that one stands out to me the most. Um, as an educator, students don't meet you where you are. You meet them where they are. You know, Mr. Tyson goes on to tell about, you know, how he feels his life is a is a duty and not more so of like a burden. And he was saying, um, you know, what he does, 80 percent is duty. What he does for the public is 80 percent duty and not ambition. When asked what gives him the sense of duty, he responds, because I can do something. If I'm doing something better than others and it's for the greater good in society, I would be irresponsible if I did not. That right there. I don't know, man. That that right there just left me speechless. And just, I was like, wow. That's amazing. So, yeah, that was my, uh, you know, the video that uplifted me, especially when I was feeling depressed. But like I said, I definitely recommend you guys go check that video out. It's like 16 minutes long. But with the way that guy, with the way that conversation goes, it really only feels like it's like five minutes. Um... But like I said, with watching this video, this led me to think about my curiosity. And, you know, growing up, growing up, I always had these wild thoughts and great ideas. But, you know, once you express them, once you express those ideas in the hood, you often, you know, made fun of, seen as that weird kid and etc. And so, you know, I learned to like trying to home my curiosity. But, you know, as life progresses on, you know, people evolve, a.k.a. change. <laughs> 
but um like i said this this video really really inspired me and so i wanted to tap back into my curiosity so as a blurred i'm fascinated by life and all the wonders it has to offer i was inspired to re-examine my curiosity and with my exploration my question that i propose to you the listener what do you believe happens once we die i know that could i'm, I'm quite sure that question proposes endless possibilities or maybe for some just one outcome who knows i would say when we die we're transferred to an alternate reality aka multiverse aka parallel universes why because deja vu um uh, if you've ever experienced deja vu you know it's the feeling of feeling that you've done something before and that that has happened to me a lot growing up um but for me i, I look at deja vu being that connecting piece that ties all the other realities together even though you know scientists has yet to prove it and you know it's a <laughs> it's a trial and error type of thing this is one of those big old ideas that people throw out there and you know like i said i believe that but um deja vu is real you know deja vu is very real and you know yeah i'll just leave, leave that right there another thing i believe is that you know, we all go to heaven, a.k.a. some form of place that houses peace for us. I would love to believe that Kobe, Pac, Nip, and Big are all playing two-on-two two as God refs the game. And, you know, as Prince is a, and Michael is about to get ready for the halftime show. Like, I, I, would love, I would love to believe that. It's also hard for me to even believe that hell even exists anymore. You know, growing up Christian, they always tell you if you do this or you don't do that. That, you know, eventually you'll end up in hell. But as I grew older and stepped away from religion and more into spirituality, the idea of hell no longer exists to me. Even for those who are fucked up, I believe they go to their place of peace. So, yes, I do believe racists, the most bigot motherfuckers, go to hell. I mean, go to heaven. But keep in mind, the way that I define heaven is, you know, some form of place that houses peace. I believe just like how there's different realities, there's different ways of looking at heaven, you know? <laughs> I'm quite sure the mother racist motherfuckers, their God is a Trump, you know, for those who are more logical and have sense and, you know, could be spiritual, you know, your God could be, your God could be a woman, your God could be black, your God could be, you know, this alien with eight arms, like, anything is possible. Your God could be a fat motherfucker that likes to eat, like, who fucking knows? <laughs> if you don't get the jokes, by all means, yikes stop being sensitive but um yeah yeah but um like i said that's for me at the moment that's that's my curiosity but um if you can you know reach out you can reach out to me on twitter to answer these questions my twitter handle is rockstar underscore joe underscore 13 same goes for instagram but i would love to you know hear these different responses but for right now, I'll stop there with my curiosity because I'm quite sure some people can continue to go on and on and on with that situation. Um, where are we? We're tying. Hey, we almost there. So with music, um, music, I don't know, man. I've been, you know, staying with the present, but also going back into the past. Um, Got to shout out these artists. Shouts out to Jay Stone and Pac-Man. 
with that new album that they dropped, that collaborative album, uh, that collaborative album. I love it. Definitely love the East Coast. Um, Shouts out to Dizzy Wright and Dermot for their album that they dropped, Blaze With Us, uh, Blaze With Us 2. Always got to, you know, shout out the guy, Dizzy Wright. That man, whoo, that man is a low-key legend. I just wish, you know, the public could give him his, his justice and give him his roses, you know, but in time, I believe that, you know, that'll happen. Um, another couple of albums I was listening to or artists I was checking out is the internet. Oh man. I remember, I think I remember the first time I forgot the name of it, but what is it called? Something control. Yeah, Cause I feel bad. I should have this information with me <laughs> as I share this uh, information, but it's life. Not always perfect. But, um, yeah, like I said, I was checking out the internet, going through their two albums. I didn't even know they did a second album until, like, a couple days ago. I think the second album is called Hive Mind. But, shouts out to Sid. Shouts out to everyone in the group. But, um, definitely shouts out to Sid, man. Her voice. At times, I'd be getting that uh, Ali vibe from her at times. I was wondering to myself, I was like, yo, you know, it would be great if Tyler, the creator, and, um the internet comes together and make a track and then i had to re-listen to the first album and then i was like oh shit didn't realize that they already did that you know but um that's another album you know go check out another good album that i would recommend checking out is childish gambinos because of the internet this is before the you know awaken my love before he went for the soulful soulful sound this was when he was on you know straight up bars dope beats like with the comedy just all that and then, um, you know, Third Black Sundays is every Sunday. And with it being Sunday just yesterday. You know who I went and discovered, rediscovered? Who I didn't realize had an amazing, amazing voice that I wish was still alive? Freaking Amy Winehouse. My God, I was listening to her album, Back to Black. I did not skip a single song. <laughs> I went for a run. I pressed play. And I was just, I was just like, God damn. There's a song, um... I think, what's the name of it? Hold on, right quick. Yeah, the name of the song that I fell in love with is Tears Drying Their Own. I don't know if it's just the melody, the way that her voice just, just you know, bends and, and reaches me. Like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. That song, I don't know, it strikes a little chord. It gets me a little bit emotional. I think, I don't know. I may have to go back and re- uh, kind of go back and depict everything i felt um but yeah that's that's for music uh books i'm still reading the unapologetic guide to black mental health by rita walker i remember i pronounced it rashida walker sorry about that but her name is rita walker um i have about three more chapters left one of the future episodes i would love to you know sit down share my notes on what i discovered while reading that book but we'll see how that plays out like i said three more chapters left and then i'm done but it's like each chapter just gets better and better and deeper and deeper but um yeah that's that with that and then movies and one more thing dealing with music so i don't know if anyone has been watching movies as much as i have but um i know last week was a good week for entertainment I know I have got uh, the Bloods, the Five Bloods. Uh, sh- you should have, you should have left. V for Vendetta, Amy and 
the king of Staten Island. Obviously, some of these movies been released, but you know, I'm just letting you know what I'm currently, you know, looking into right now. Um, the king of Staten Island, fucking incredible movie. I don't know if Pete Davidson is like that in real life, but oh my god, yo, the sense of dark humor. Whew. Bill Burr was a great actor. Shouts out to one of my favorite comedians of all time. And, you know, every, everyone else was great. Even Aunt May, you know, from Spider-Man. I forgot her actual name, but, yeah, even her character. I was like, okay, I love it. I love what I see. If you can, like I said, if you can, go check it out. You'll definitely enjoy it. I think if if you even have a dark sense of humor, you'll definitely you'll enjoy it even more. Um, I think up next, I'll probably start with this today. But I have to get through Amy, which is the documentary focusing on Amy Winehouse life. Uh, v for Vendetta. I mean, just obviously that's a no-brainer. And then these other two movies I have to watch. There's a Spike Lee, The Five Bloods. And then there's another movie called You Should Have Left, which looks like a saga logical thriller. But yeah, that's that's it for movies. And then um, last but not least is Vinyls. So, I don't know if I've mentioned this in the past episodes or not, but, you know, for my birthday, one of my friends gifted me a fucking vinyl player, a vinyl record player, and for like a good solid maybe month or so, I didn't have any other records, and then, <laughs> you know, once a little bit of money came through, I started, you know, buying even more vinyls. I think at this moment, I have like five of them. I have Tyler the Creator's uh, Scum Boy. Is it Scum Fuck? Flower Boy. Um, Igor. Then I have uh, Logic's Under Pressure album. And then The Incredible True Story. And then I also have Nevada's Nevermind album. Which is also an incredible album as well. Um, I think what I want to get next is maybe Mac Miller's Good AM. And then... Maybe some other, like, you know, jazz or maybe rock albums or something like that. I don't know. But if you haven't, and if you're looking to get into a new hobby of collecting, I would definitely recommend either collecting, you know, vinyl records or pop figures. If you don't know what pop figures are, by all means, Google it. You'll get it. Um, Yeah, you'll get that. And what else is there to say? Oh, forgot to mention this well i think this may be the last topic for today's podcast but um yesterday was father's day and my god yesterday i had no expectations why um you know usually well the best way for me to put it my father's not really involved in my life never really has been you know Uh, i think i've shared the story of what happened at graduation and, you know, we haven't talked. And even before then, the relationship was never, you know, strong and had a foundation. And so, you know, whenever whenever Father's Day came around, I always kind of thought about my relationship with him. And then that shit just shuts me down. But, you know, this year, like I said, I had no expectations. I'm just like, it's another day. Gotta do what I gotta do. But it was great. You know, shouts out to the bro, McSwain. You know, definitely did a photo shoot for me and my daughter, which is freaking incredible. Um... Yeah, it was just freaking incredible. Looking at the pictures now, I'm just like, oh, like, look at my little baby. Look at my little anonymous. Look at my little reckless kid. Like, I don't know, man. If you have a kid, you understand exactly how I feel when I say, like, oh. <laughs> like, it's just like, man, she's growing up. I feel like my daughter's going to be, like, six feet tall by the age of, like, 15. But we'll see how that goes. 
but anyway, like I said, Father's Day was great. Um, like I said, did a photo shoot with the bro. Um, yeah, did a photo shoot with the bro. Ended up once we were done, my daughter and my other bro, we ended up driving to uh, Krispy Kreme. Got two dozens, you know. I've yet to finish either. I left one box for my uh, family, and then I took one with me. But just to know, just to you know, be on the safe side. I haven't crushed, haven't crushed as much. But um, one thing that I found to be, I guess, another awe moment was when I went to Krispy Kreme yesterday. Um, I remember speaking to speaking into the microphone or the intercom when the guy was taking my order, and I was like, yeah, you know how much does two dozen two dozens, you know, two original dozens cost? And he was like twenty something. I was like, what the fuck, like. I guess I'm not used to buying two dozens at a time. But I'm just like, why that price seems like abnormal, you know? And once I pull up to the uh, window, there's a different person there. At this point, there's a lady. Yeah, there's this beautiful lady there. And she was like 14-something. I was like, huh? I was like, I thought the price was just like 21, 20-something. But she was like, no, it's Father's Day. Because then I guess she saw Jaquela in the back. But I was like, you know what? Like, I appreciate that. And so I gave her a $20 bill. And she was like, you know, here's your change. But I was like, you know what? Keep it. Just keep it. You know, she smiled. I smiled. The donuts in the back and went on about my day. So, shouts out to Krispy Kreme. I wish I had a lady's name, but shouts out to her because clutch. That that was needed. <laughs> um, And then, you know, once we went, came back from Krispy Kreme, and once we came back from the photo shoot, went back to my mother's house. And it was just, like, good conversation, you know? Just great conversation, reminiscing. And I was talking to my friend about this earlier, too, but I was just like, man, it's... I don't know. I don't know why. Lately, I've just been emotional. But it's, like, emotional in a good way. Like, there's a need for me to cry, to have a happy cry. I'll say that. Um, like, I don't know, man. Like like I said, just last week and weeks leading to that behind closed doors i was dealing with shit i felt depressed i felt you know alone lonely at times like it was just i felt like i was in a dark space but like i said to reminisce to you know have the laugh there and to just like you know have my daughter there as well like this past father's day it was great it was great um yeah it was just great like i said the world the world is talking to me and i'm listening at this point but, um, yeah, that's pretty much it for today. Um, I don't think there's nothing else I want to share. Like I said, uh, you know, thanks. Thank you to everybody that reached out. Tell me happy Father's Day. Shouts out to my daughter for being the best daughter possible. Shouts out to the bro McSwain for the photo shoot. Shout out to the little bro Chauncey for, you know, just being there for support. Shouts out to my mother for the love. Shouts out to my grandmother for the love. Shouts out to the friends for the love. Like, I just appreciate that, man. <laughs> I appreciate the love. Seriously, man. With everything that's going on in Swirl, all the fucked up, just the bigotry, the racism, the discrimination, the the black-on-black crime. Like, it's just all this shit. Like, just thank you, you know. Um, like I said, as always... In time, things will get better, you know. What you can do is what you can do. Continue to do and be the best person that you can possibly be with the least amount of harm to the greater good. As always, I'm your host, Rockstar Joe, and this has been a Lures Intermission podcast.